0: driving me backwards man pretty good
1: i love
0: i love some of the lines that he's got in this one um again not reading too much into him but it's just and, and maybe it has just as much to do with the way that he's singing here which is this really pitchy extended uh vocal uh that there's at least two tracks of him singing you know kind of accompanying himself um and sort of like a yo-yoing you know back and forth elastic kind of sounding uh uh words uh all over the the place in your headphones um Meet my relations, all of them grinning like face packs, such sweet inspiration. Curl me up, a flag and an ice cap, now that I've found a sweetheart. Treats me good, just like an armchair. Yeah. <laughs> that last line is so good. Yeah, that's it great.
1: treats me good like an armchair. I try
0: to think about
1: nothing.
2: <laughs> he, there is like one lyric that's more specific, the Ah uh, Luana's Black Reptiles. He was trying to kind of form a female group, Luana and the Lizards, Um, Uh There was like a woman running around within that social world hanging out at his apartment named Luana. And he was kind of like working with outfits for them to become like a female vocal group uh, called the Lizards. And so (laughs) this like one lyric in here is like, okay, that's, that's at least like referring to something in his
0: life at the time. Jesus Christ. See, and there's another thing. Like, it just, just yeah, he's he's in Roxy Music. He's playing on John Cale Records. He's putting out these, you know, uh, uh, genre-breaking solo albums. And has no dreams Pussy of, of a
1: sort of uh, themed Queens of Rhythm style. The exact,
0: and then is also going to manage this random fucking girl group yeah. that he's putting together. It's, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I had this much energy. Uh this guy he's just every day he's got a new he's got a new he's got a new thing.
1: And then like in the end of the 80s he's just like looks like he came to fix your computer. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> It's not. God, that vid-
0: that video is so good of him. Yeah, from the fucking uh, words for the dying. It's, yeah, it's ha- just... have you seen that before, Lance? The the, the words for the dying uh, documentary. Of, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The two of them recording that, and he's Brian is just fucking absolutely in like pissed at the yes. documentary crew the entire yeah. time. Yeah, there's he keeps a little flipping mini off the camera
1: montage of him just uh, yeah, just like flipping them off and saying yeah. like. He thought you could get away with this, and, yeah. You thought you were gonna get me there, <laughs> yeah. It, there's a part where you just see that they're filming him through a mirror and he, <laughs> and he notices yeah. it's uh comic uh, gold, uh, yeah, true. Um,
2: with his kind of like pre Roxy music fascination with like tape recorders, this is one of the first songs on the record where you're really aware that he's using pitch shifting on his vocals, okay, to kind of like change the speed of the recording to to like move
0: the, uh, the tones up or down. That makes sense. Really does get, like, kind of unsettling by the end of it yeah. to me. Like, you know, it, it uh, I know, I guess a moment ago I was saying, oh, this is fun music, I enjoy it like a cartoon, but, like, it. this one kind of creeps up over your shoulders, just the way that he's inhabiting whatever character he's decided to be as the the vocalist on this song.
1: I was sort of thinking, like, this does feel pretty scattershot and haphazard compared to something like another green world which we will get into but like yeah he's got like a whole
0: career's worth of ideas already just on this one record and the next you know four or five decades of his life is going to be him fulfilling each one of those ideas to its fullest extent you know in different ways and different forms but speaking Um, of that i mean
1: the next song is the best example of that i think well, yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of of uh, Green World, this song, this is the you know this is this is predicting Green World right here uh, on some faraway beach. Uh, you know, the closest thing um, to the feeling and the kind of sound and the overall mood that he affects on that record, and I and I think this is a great example of the way that like you don't need to um, really dial into what is being said um, in in a song. Uh, in order to have some sort of, you know, emotional valence uh, uh, to it. Because uh, to me, like, this is, and this is the strength of so much of Eno's music, is the way that it can, you know, really just come out of the blue and, and impact you, just punch you in the face um, and and make you, give you just a, a gut, visceral kind of reaction. based In the heart. The, in the sound alone. Like, the, you know, the, the, the words are a, a great component of it, an important element. But it's, it's very much about the, the, the sound that's conjured overall. Um, and uh, that's, again, part of what makes him such a thrilling and exciting artist to listen to. Yeah, this is one of my favorite tracks on the record, for sure. Yeah, same. It's just, it's an overwhelming kind of sound. Yes.
2: And his ability to kind of figure out ways to make something build that's not in a typical song structure, Mm -hmm. but that does feel like as it progresses, it takes on new forms and expands and becomes a larger atmosphere is part of what I love about his work and that enhances the records of the Talking Heads or U2 or other people that he collaborates with in the future. Bowie certainly with it's only like three years later that he's, you know, helping to improve all of the Bowie work that Tony Visconti was producing at the time. That's right. Yeah. I also love his ability, like imagining that these things are—I don't know—the right word to say. Cause, you know, it's not like he's sitting down, writing things out in score. Like he never learned how to do that for communicating mm-hmm. music. He also couldn't pick up and play these parts to show the other musicians that he'd brought into the sessions. So he's kind of like verbalizing or dancing or you know making physical gestures to show like the feelings that he wants out of these things right. but then when it comes time to name the tracks you know again they didn't start as an idea of like I'm going to write about a long walk home this is called long walk home he's making these <laughs> feelings and then coming up with perfect names for the songs yeah that are not necessarily part of the lyrics all the time so on some faraway beach beach is totally evocative it feels like it suits that song mm-hmm. you know um, and So many kind of later writers or restaurants or bookstores or cafes have taken things from song titles that he's generated, Mm -hmm. that it's almost like a weirdly underrated aspect of his uh, just nomenclature skills at like coming up with like a terse two or three word name for something that's like a previously unexpressed feeling or idea.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, right. even, even the title of the record, which has some debate about where it comes from. Yeah. Uh, it, it's either about piss or about the sound of the guitars on the title track. That's what I came to. Porkhead, no los Yeah, he kind of let
2: people have that first. <laughs> yeah, why not both? Understanding for a while before it kind of got revealed that, like, looking at the markings on the, the tape boxes and tracks was that he was describing that particular. Uh, guitar tone that he had generated is like a warm jet guitar
0: yeah which like when you when you read that like the the guitar sounds like a warm jet it's like of course it does like i I, like i know that like that sound is so is so evocative just that tone you know and i i for one you know have, have never been able to like like describe it you know um but hearing that that descriptor applied to it like he's like of course like that's the only way to describe it that's exactly what it is
2: he's also great at sequencing like the way that this record plays to start sure. side two with on some faraway beach beach again sort of making a prototype of what's going to become another green world two albums from now and then to smash cut out of the end of that piano and and synthesizer sound Straight into the energy of Blank Frank, another blank kind of dark, wild, you know, proto Bauhaus track uh, is amazing.
1: It's brilliant, yeah. But just yeah, before jumping right into Blank Frank, I, I do just want to uh, throw out a wild conjecture here that um, the lyrics on on some faraway beach, and well, I can just read them because it's not a lot. Given the chance, I die like a baby on some faraway beach when the season's over unlikely i'll be remembered as the tide brushes sand in my eyes i'll drift away cast up on a plateau with only one memory a single syllable oh lie low lie low do you think that's where low comes from i think you know, that oh, low, low we know?
2: yeah i think that low was just like a visual pun on a profile picture below the word low <laughs> Okay. Never like mind. It was a time that he was kind of like coming out of the station-to-station, <laughs> cocaine-era, Man Who Fell to Earth publicity push living in LA that he wanted to kind of break from that, ends up in Berlin, semi-anonymous there, and uh, they make this kind of great still from The Man Who Fell to Earth, but make this kind of like low-profile visual pun out of the combination of the name above a profile photo.
1: Yeah. Well, there it is. Never mind.
0: <laughs> I've always loved the title of "low," just because, like, it it seems like it, it is such a deadpan descriptor of, like, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm I'm at a low point personally as David Bowie at this moment in my life. <laughs> uh and then it ends up being you know one of his greatest fucking wreck one of the greatest fucking records ever
1: well yeah. even though that went nowhere i do want to point out that the lyrics to on some faraway beach are very good or i find they're them. very good i think it's yes. and it,
2: again to kind of show like if i wanted to write like this i totally could outwrite so many other writers but i'm also conceptually not obligated to follow this pattern exactly.
1: no no but that's that's kind of the, the same talent he has with naming songs goes into it's like the lyrics are just like what would lyrics be? <laughs> it's like yeah. he's naming the lyrics, kind of in the same way. And I think that's
0: the produce. That's what. That's part of what makes him such an effective producer is just like knowing, like, "Yep, that's it," or "No, that isn't it," right? Or like, you know, "No, we gotta, we gotta shift the guitar this way, or get this kind of sound out of you on the drums," or like, I, I think that is very much, yeah. uh, the same kind of muscle that he flexes.
1: This works. That works. This doesn't work. Right. Uh, right.
0: Yes.